Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we delve into the insightful guide The Five Most Important Questions You Will Ever Ask About Your Organization. This important work from 2008 offers its readers five simple yet crucial questions that every manager, business owner, or involved party must ask to maximize their organization's success potential. While the questions are initially geared towards non-profit organizations, they impart valuable lessons for any entity striving to make a meaningful impact. The brilliant mind behind this book is none other than Peter F. Drucker, a trailblazer in management theory. During his lifetime, Drucker not only wrote extensively, but also served as a consultant and teacher, focusing his expertise on strategizing for various businesses and social sector organizations. The author of over 30 books, his other notable works include Concept of the Corporation from 1946 and Post-Capitalist Society from 1993. But who exactly stands to benefit from the five most important questions you will ever ask about your organization? It's a must-read for business owners, managers, and stakeholders who seek to improve the performance of their respective organizations. It's also an excellent resource for business and management students or anyone keen on honing their leadership skills. Tune in as we discuss these five critical questions and how they could redefine your approach to your organization. So, stay curious, stay informed, and let's jump right into the details of this enlightening book. The five most important questions you will ever ask about your organization. Revitalize your business with these five questions. Introduction. Are you ready to reinvent your organization? Discover the quintessential quintet of questions for business growth. Doing the same thing over and over yet hoping for a different result. This seeming insanity isn't exclusive to individuals. Many organizations are trapped in this cycle adhering to business-as-usual practices, while baffled by stagnant growth or no changes. The way out of this rut is to pause, reflect, and ask some hard-hitting questions. Esteemed author Peter F. Drucker has distilled this introspective process into five crucial questions. These aren't just any questions, but ones that require honest answers and deep introspection. With these questions as your guide, you can gauge what's working, identify the stumbling blocks, and chart out a course correction for your organization. Although Drucker's insights are primarily rooted in the context of non-profit organizations, they hold relevance for anyone in a leadership role, be it a CEO, a manager, or a startup founder. These questions will help you sift through the noise and focus on what truly matters. As we journey through these insights, you'll find out how an emergency room's mission statement became the catalyst for its effectiveness. Why a school has more customers than what immediately meets the eye, and what valuable lessons a museum can impart about crafting adaptable action plans. Part 1 Start with the Why. Clarity of mission propels organizations towards their goals. For any organization, whether a booming enterprise or a budding startup, there exist five crucial questions that leaders need to contemplate. These questions illuminate the path to growth, change, and ultimate success. The foremost among these questions is, 
What is our mission? The significance of this question lies in its power to delineate your organization's underlying objectives and aims. Essentially, your mission statement is the raison d'etre of your organization, the beacon that guides your path, and the force that unifies the team towards a common goal. A powerful mission statement is a delicate balance between aspiration and precision. It should encapsulate the organization's commitment, potential, and aspirations while remaining concise and tangible, catchy enough to be imprinted on a t-shirt. Take, for instance, Drucker's experience with a hospital where he was consulted to help redefine the mission statement for the emergency room, ER. The initial version read, our mission is healthcare. But after closer scrutiny, it was clear that the ER was addressing illness more than promoting health. Moreover, the ER's real function wasn't merely about providing treatment. In eight out of 10 cases, they were soothing patients' fears, assuring them that a good night's sleep was all they needed. With this understanding, the mission statement was fine-tuned to, to give assurance to the afflicted. This redefined mission gave the ER staff a clearer focus, resulting in quicker patient care. A well-articulated mission statement not only focuses on immediate goals, but also aids in adapting to changes without compromising the organization's core purpose. Consider the case of a modern church. The methods and practices of worship evolve over time, mirroring societal changes. But the underlying doctrine and ideology, the mission, remain unwavering. This dichotomy holds true for the international scientific community too. Theories come and go, but the principal mission endures, the advancement of human knowledge. Finally, a well-defined mission also helps in decision-making, particularly when evaluating potential opportunities. The Girl Scouts of the USA rejected a financially appealing proposition to fundraise for a charity as it didn't align with their mission of helping a girl reach her highest potential. This clarity kept the organization aligned with its core mission, proving the immense value of a well-defined mission. Part two, navigating the business landscape with a clear customer focus. Understanding your customer is not just good practice, it's the lifeblood of a successful business. An executive at Ford Motors wisely observed, if we're not customer driven, our cars won't be either. Thus, the second pivotal question every organization needs to ponder is, who is our customer? Answering this requires careful consideration of two categories of customers, primary and supporting, ensuring that while the primary customers are the focal point, the supporting ones aren't overlooked. Your primary customers are those whose lives are directly transformed by your product or service. As Drucker recalls, he once consulted for a medium-sized non-profit organization with the mission of increasing people's economic and social independence. They clearly define their primary customers as individuals with multiple barriers to employment. This was an apt definition, specific enough to set the focus, yet broad enough to include various demographics. Supporting customers, on the other hand, might not directly benefit from your mission, but are integral to its success. For the nonprofit organization mentioned, the supporting customers were the local businesses, family members, and caregivers connected to their primary customers. These supporting customers are instrumental in bolstering the organization's mission. Recognizing your customers also equips you to anticipate and adapt to shifts in your customer base. 
This awareness enables you to identify when your reach extends beyond your anticipated target group. Consider the experience of a pastor that Drucker knew. He initiated a program at his church for newlyweds, but the ones who turned up were unmarried, cohabiting couples contemplating marriage. By being attuned to the audience, the pastor could realize this unexpected twist in his customer base. Remember, the world is ever-evolving, and so are your customers. If you notice a significant shift in your audience, it's imperative to evolve with them while still preserving the core mission that has been the bedrock of your success. Part 3. Comprehend your customers' values to propel your organization. An often overlooked yet incredibly pivotal question every organization should address is, what does the customer value? By asking this, you sidestep the trap of making assumptions about your customers' needs. Instead, you gain valuable insights directly from them. When you truly grasp what your primary customer values, you're well-positioned to maximize customer satisfaction. Consider the example of a homeless shelter. Once the team understood the true values of their primary customers, they changed their focus from merely providing food and shelter. Through extensive one-on-one customer interviews, the shelter discovered that while meals and beds were necessary and appreciated, they held little value compared to the customer's prime need, a solution to homelessness. The insights triggered a substantial shift in the organization's efforts. The team started working hand-in-hand with their customers to help them achieve their goals, which led to extending the duration of stay at the shelter. This move not only addressed the customer's primary need, but also made the shelter more like a home. The question of customer value was equally transformative for the Sinai Grace Hospital. The newly appointed president, Patricia Maryland, discovered that the hospital had earned a reputation as the dirty hospital, and patients were disgruntled over extended wait times. With this feedback, Maryland spearheaded a major revamp of the hospital operations, including segregating the ER into dedicated sections for urgent care and chest pain patients. This slashed the wait times by a whopping 75%. Furthermore, Maryland oversaw a comprehensive renovation to dispel the hospital's dirty image. These changes, all steered by customer feedback, eventually turned the hospital into a profitable institution. While evaluating customer value, it's vital not to overlook your supporting customers' views. To illustrate, a school principal's primary customer is the student, but their secondary customers, teachers, the school board, community partners and parents, should not be ignored. Each of these customers requires attention to ensure smooth school operations and ultimately a high-quality education for the students. Having delineated your mission and understood your customers, it's now time to delve into the next crucial question. Part 4. Gauging your organization's performance is a gateway to success. Effective leadership is about pinpointing the changes needed to fulfill your organization's mission. To do this, you must constantly monitor your performance against set standards. Therefore, the fourth critical question you must address is, what are our results? When evaluating results, it's essential to understand that lasting success is often a culmination of short-term victories. So, when envisioning your desired results, consider both the long-haul objectives and the immediate ones. 
consider a modest family-operated mental health center whose mission was to enable the recovery of people with serious and persistent mental illness. Their evaluation of results was not just against the ultimate goal of recovery, but also included each small stride towards it. They monitored how frequently patients attended group sessions, noted any decrease in hospitalization, and gauged if patients' understanding of their conditions improved. This approach helped the institution identify effective programs and refine those that weren't performing as well, thereby helping more patients return to stable family life and steady employment. Assessing results should encompass both qualitative and quantitative aspects. Qualitative results delve into subjective, non-numerical information that can shed light on your customers' experiences. For instance, the director of education at a prominent museum was told by a man that the museum had opened up a new world of possibilities for his teenage self, changing his life. This feedback sparked a new initiative to attract more at-risk teenagers to the museum. On the flip side, quantitative results concentrate on statistics and numerical data. While profit and earnings are key indicators for many businesses, for a nonprofit organization, significant numbers could be the percentage of welfare recipients who secure employment after attending their job training programs, or a decline in child abuse rates following the introduction of 24-hour crisis care. These measurable outcomes offer a clear gauge of your organization's impact and effectiveness. Evaluating your performance will provide invaluable insights for addressing the final question. Part 5. Mapping out your journey toward your organization's objectives. The fifth and final question that every organization must ponder is, what is our plan? An effective plan weaves together all vital aspects, including your mission, vision, goals, objectives, actions, budget, and results. In the face of the ever-volatile business landscape, a good plan should clearly mark out your destination and the route to get there. Your plan should distill your lofty goals into tangible steps leading to specific objectives. So, what should your goals look like? They should be a vivid depiction of your desired future outlining the long-term direction needed to turn your vision into reality. However, remember not to burden your plan with more than five goals, as this might dilute your focus and efforts. For instance, consider a museum whose mission is to bring people and art together. A thoughtful set of goals for the museum might include acquiring outstanding works of art, preserving collections and forging partnerships, expanding the museum's audience and deepening ties with existing and new members, and securing long-term financial stability. Once your goals are in place, they should be converted into measurable objectives, replete with actionable steps to chart your progress. For instance, the museum's goal of growing their audience might evolve into the objective of boosting memberships by 10%. You can then devise action steps towards this goal, such as offering discounted membership gift packages during holiday seasons. However, your plan, goals, and action steps shouldn't be set in stone. Conduct regular performance reviews to assess the efficacy of your plan and make adjustments if things aren't panning out as expected. Changes might be warranted due to shifts in circumstances, newly discovered market or customer insights, or the emergence of more efficient processes, such as focusing on website sales. For example, 
if a new exhibit in the museum unexpectedly draws a large number of first-time visitors, it's a golden opportunity to convert these visitors into subscribing members. Even if this wasn't part of the original plan, your organization should be nimble enough to allocate resources to capitalize on this new strategy. Armed with these five critical questions, it's time to bring them to work for your organization. Final summary. The central takeaway from this book. To secure the success of your organization, you must earnestly answer these pivotal five questions. What is our mission? Who is our customer? What does the customer value? What are our results? What is our plan? Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then, happy reading and happy listening.